self-development with tactics podcast today we are not going ahead with Friedrich Nietzsche and the book that I have started yesterday which was this one since I can show you I will show you by Roy Jackson it is quite interesting it is quite good it is quite okay if you're interested in Nietzsche I think it is worth going through it is worth having a look at also uh the Summary, I guess, I believe, um, to then figure out whether you are indeed interested <clears throat> in what Nietzsche is talking about and uh, Nietzsche's philosophy and so on and so forth. But, big but, um, we're having a look at the CNBC make it side because sometimes there are, sometimes, I do really want to point out, sometimes there are pretty good articles uh, what we can find always is a, uh, a sketchy, I yeah, know, a catchy um, title of uh, all those articles that we can find here. And most often it is about um, people making quite a lot of money and how they do so. And uh, anything else job related, for example, the 10 most in demand work from anywhere jobs companies are hiring for in 2020. Too. Um, I do, though, believe in general that going for a job where you know and this is your sole reason why you're trying to get into this field, uh, where you know you're gonna make quite some money or at least you're not gonna die, um, I can understand it, but I do not necessarily think that it is the path to actually being happy. Early retiree shares 13 quote-unquote, stupid, simple money rules that helped him save $1 million, I guess. I wasn't born rich, another quote. Let's actually check that out. Let's see what he's saying. The first one, I ignored the follow your passion advice. <laughs> so basically what I was saying just before. Our passions, which tends to be more on the creative side, can't always pay the bills our strengths do. Mine, for instance, is photography, but my strength is in computer science. In 2004, my starting salary as a software engineer was 55k, and by 2016, I was making well over 100k, and I'm not sure I'd have earned as much if I chose to follow my passion. Who knows, actually, but he also himself pointed out, I am not sure I'd have earned. He's just not sure, period, uh, and nobody can be sure about those things. I guess when you're having a business as a photographer, you can quite uh, make some money. Also, when you're having a studio that you might be renting to other people and some shit like that, I think one can indeed make quite a good fortune or quite a good salary doing that. On the other hand, as I said, I do understand this whole approach of, okay, I'm having my passion, but I'm also having my job, or I'm just, you know, doing this and the other thing, and one is because I like it, and the other thing is because I need to, to have money to live. While combining your hobby with a high-paying, marketable career is possible, it is less common that you think. Build a career around what you're good at. Which makes sense, by the way, because... Um, it does. We all have talents and we all have certain things we are extremely good at. And it is worthwhile for a company to hire you in that field because chances are that they are not going to be able to find somebody um, to find somebody 
Ähm, to find somebody in that field as good as you are. Cut losers from your life. This is some advice. If you only hang out with people who like to drink at bars and spend money, you will most likely follow these uh, same money draining habits. I upgraded my life by upgrading my friends. I associated uh, with the top performers in the office. I spent extra time with people who were more successful than I was. My passion was to build a relationship with them. Their habits rubbed off on me. We motivated each other. I began making better money decisions and cut back on alcohol. At work, I put in overtime regularly and I asked for raises and promotions, just like the high performers did. It worked. Which I think is something not a lot of people are doing in general. And uh, also... Women are less likely to do so as far as I remember. There were some, I think there was a book about that. Might also be a study, I don't know, but um, also suggestible. Unless you are working a job where it's quite clear how much you're earning by the years that you've spent in this company and so on and so forth. I mean, there are certain uh, uh, rules and regulations, certain things that... um, that are just there uh, in, in certain companies, period. <laughs> and when you come up to the to the boss and be like, okay, you know, I want to have a raise, well, it, you know, they probably can't do anything about that. I exploited my 9 to 5. I invested in my employer-sponsored 401k and got the company match of 4%, which was free money that my employer contributed on my behalf. Some companies also offer health savings accounts or HSAs to help employees save pre-tax money for qualified medical expenses like deductibles and medications. The beauty of an HSA is it acts like a 401k later in life. After you turn 65, unused money can be withdrawn for any purpose. Your full-time job may also offer educational and training opportunities to help boost your marketable skills like computer programming, accounting, and time management. These skills skills can be used to get promotions and raises throughout your career. And it just makes sense to, I don't want to say exploit it. Exploiting is just so negatively connotated for me, but I think it makes sense to, to do that, to keep that in mind and to use all the opportunities that one is having. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? I switched companies five times in 14 years. Taking a new job is often the easiest way to get a raise because negotiation, uh, negotiating I'm sorry, a higher salary is a natural part of the process. I got, to a 15, I got a 15 to 20% raise each time I switched companies. This is far beyond the typical 3% cause of uh, living raises many employers offer their staff. Just be careful not to switch companies too often. Try to stay in each role for at least a year because some employers will not hire candidates who change jobs frequently, which just makes sense. I probably wouldn't do that either. The hiring and onboarding process is expensive. I automated everything. I used automatic payroll deductions for my 401k and Roth IRS or IRAS. I also used automated bank transfers to contribute money to my brokerage account. This helped ensure I was saving money from every paycheck. I also enrolled in an auto bill pay for utilities like electricity, uh, water, yada, 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 which just makes sense to have that. Um, Something to note is that, for example, the 
1k plan um you're not going to find something like this in every country and um when you do not have the possibility to uh to have such a plan to have this investment i think one just has to go for something else and uh yeah it is what it is there might be uh, some something similar in in a lot of countries or the same thing actually in a lot of countries as far as i know uh where i'm living there is not something like that uh just i think retirement accounts this this is quite it but um yeah i don't know the differences though so it might be the same it might be something different i i really do know I ignored the haters. An unfortunate part of doing anything significant is that you'll get hate, sometimes lots of it. People will criticize you for spending money differently. You might lose friends if you decline those weekly happy hours at your local bar. It is not always easy, but ignoring hate is integral to building wealth. I don't know. Something that I, and this might be the final thought of, of today, I do appreciate, is it appreciating? It's not necessarily appreciating, but I do understand those people that are really willing to to be wealthy and maybe retire very, very early and, and whatnot and have, um, you know, have this as a plan or they, yeah, they have this as a plan. I can understand that. I get that. It is a good plan. If you really want to do so, do it. Problem that I'm seeing there is that um it might work out it might not as with every plan and um you might then be stuck in a job that you actually really hate just because you see that it is making you a lot of money which is definitely something i do not suggest and i think nobody well not nobody but most people wouldn't suggest even if you then spend 10 years more working you're working a job that you actually like so what about that? You know, you're making less money, yeah, but you have more fun doing the work that you're doing, and I would assume the possibilities are also higher that you're just, you know, getting getting paid more because you're putting in the hours, you're putting in uh, the hours without having the strains on your body and your mind and everything. It is, at my point of view at least, just not suggestible. As I said, I do understand all the people that are willing to retire early and shit, but uh, um, I don't think that, I don't necessarily think that this is for quite a lot of people and one truly has to think about that and, and keep that in mind and go through those, those scenarios in their heads to see what they want. Would you want what I want? You know, do I want to retire earlier? Um, maybe even work a good job. And I want to say that this is uh, a this or that decision. You know, it's not like, okay, um, I'm having a job that I hate, but I can retire earlier and or I'm having a job that I really love and I'll retire a few years later. That's just not necessarily going to be the case. I mean, a lot of people are working a job they absolutely fucking hate and uh, they, uh, <laughs> they are doing it for way too long. Um, it is just, it's just what it is. Um, we can't necessarily control it. We can't necessarily uh, fully control it, I have to say. But um, 
think about it. Just think about what what makes sense for you and your life. What are your priorities? Also with the people. Um, I also understand like not drinking every single week. I understand that. I clearly do. But and I also don't do so. And I would also probably not. I don't know, maybe not hang out with those people that often that are doing that uh, very frequently. Um, but I don't know, I mean, they're still your friends and just because you're having different uh, hobbies, yeah. Just because you're having different hobbies, just you're having different interests, doesn't mean that you that you have to, to ditch them. Like, I have many friends that just have different hobbies that also go to bars pretty frequently and I still really like them because I like their personality and I like who they are. It does not always have to be about, okay, um, how can I maximize this? How can I maximize that? Maybe this is just, you know, a mindset or um, a culture thing could also be the case. But still, I really want you to think about those two scenarios or those many scenarios, those many scenarios that you, you might be encountering in life and make sure that when they occur, you make the rightest decision that you can. But yeah, that being said, I'm hopefully going to see you next time. So, bye-bye.